You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Christina Shea. After a long career in corporate America working for Fortune 500 companies and the high stress of the financial industry in marketing and communications, Christina Shea was ready for change and she founded her passion project, Blue Skies Life. Christina's been widowed twice, experienced personal and financial loss through these events and raised her young daughter as a single mother. High stress was her normal and affected her overall health. After collapsing in the downtown Toronto financial district at work one day, Christina was diagnosed with a brain cyst, experiencing vision loss and debilitating migraines, which affected her life in every way. Through a friend, Christina discovered cannabis as a way to reduce her use of painkillers. It was then that Christina began incorporating self-love and self-care through holistic wellness, including yoga, meditation and healthy eating into her daily life, which set her on a journey to discover a new normal and personal quality of life. With her personal health journey and during the pandemic, Christina started Blue Skies Life, which is focused on women's holistic natural health and wellness. Products have an inclusive and female focus to provide well-being, mindfulness, calm, small indulgences and inspiration to elevate personal wellness for mind, body and home. Environmental sustainability and inclusivity are key to the Blue Skies Life brand mantra, Elevated Wellness. Just recently, Christina launched a brand extension in the United States, Blue Skies Beauty, a CBD and plant-powered skincare line focused on helping women feel beautiful inside and out and step into their skin with confidence, literally and figuratively. In addition to her business endeavors, Christina is passionate about driving positive change for women socially and professionally around the globe. Christina works with groups to promote equality and equity for women and helps to break down barriers, stigmas and discrimination for the LGBTQ community. Welcome, Christina. Thank you for joining us today. Your career and life have taken many turns. We know the corporate world can fit a certain mold and is really stressful, but you moved to something very different when you founded Blue Skies Life. Can you start us off with some background beyond the bio? What got you started? Oh, well, that's a loaded question. (laughs) But yes, you're absolutely right. I've been in the corporate world for quite some time. Actually, I started off as a graphic designer because I love design and I love beautiful things. And so that leapt me into the world or stepped me up into marketing and communications. And uh, but yeah, and uh, so throughout that journey, to be honest, um, I had some tragedy in my life, which I lost my first husband and when I was 24 years old and um, yeah, it it was quite hard. Um, We've been married, but I've been together quite some time, like nine years, but that's that's almost a story. Well, it is a story in itself. Um, So I was basically, I didn't have a place to live because we sold our, where I had sold the um, condo we were in. And it was just like my whole life had turned upside down and I became very, very driven to just 
be able to have a home again, to be honest. Yeah. So I entered the corporate world and I started working with clients like um, major, I won't say which ones, but major banks in Canada um, and government associations and regulatory bodies, et cetera, doing anything from their brand design and strategy to whole, whole full on um, marketing strategies that were to be implemented. So I did that as my own business, but I also worked full time on top of that. And um, I know it's kind of crazy. And I always, yes, I really burnt myself out. I literally almost worked myself to death. Um, My second husband, um, he passed away suddenly as well. So I haven't, yeah. So I mean, I could write a whole book on that. Yeah, what a bad luck. (laughs) Yeah, it is not good luck. Um, You know, he had some health issues that he had to deal with, which, you know, some addiction issues, but he was a very good man in his heart. So I always choose to remember him that way, yeah, but he's yeah. the father of my daughter. And um, so I was basically worked myself to death and I actually um, came face to floor. I say this story a lot, but a face to floor in the financial district in Toronto, I collapsed. I was like wow. on the escalator gripping the, the, um, you know, the railing as I was yeah. coming down, thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to fall down. I feel like I'm going to faint. I'm like, I do not want to faint on these. Oh, uh, and no. I don't faint usually. No. So I did, I, I basically collapsed there and I was rushed to the hospital and they diagnosed me with a whole batch of, you know, health conditions, including having a brain cyst. And, um, I was just, my body couldn't take anymore. I was really only sleeping three hours a night and I was taking university courses on top of it because I wanted to upgrade my skills and, and being a single mom. And I was even teaching fitness on top of that, how I did all that. Well, it took a toll as you can see. So, and then insane. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I sort of backed off and, um, you know, my doctors basically said, you have to change your lifestyle. So I started to do that. Um, but then, you know, things, shiny, bright objects. And I had discovered, uh, while we're in a Canadian podcast, sometimes people don't like me talking about cannabis, but this is what I don't smoke or, or anything like that, but I don't judge it either. I discovered CBD and I discovered cannabis as a way to alleviate a lot of the pain that I was receiving, like mm. enduring because of the migraines. So I became a staunch advocate for that. And I had a medical license. I have a medical license, et cetera. And I also discovered um, along my way that, you know, that CBD also is great for the skin, which I, you know, I don't know why I did that. And I'm sure many other people just tried the same things, but I was taking the CBD oil and oil in general internally, you know, to help, you know, with things, everything from anxiety to just, um, just how to, he has healing properties, right? Anything from antioxidant to antibacterial, like there's all sorts of things that it helps with your overall health and, and promotes your, um, the supports your endocannabinoid system, which um, I don't know, that's a whole other conversation too. Oh, but I, yeah, so, but I started having like uh, stress manifesting into my skin. So I had like oh, anything from rashes to eczema to like cystic acne, like everything that uh, my body, it was just all coming out now, right? So Interesting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I started looking for products cause I realized I was putting a lot of makeup to cover it. I used to use a lot of cover up, um, and I have fair skin, so it would really show. Um, so I was wearing a lot of that to cover it up and also just, you know, products that were extremely harsh on my skin to deal with some of the issues. And I discovered that they were making it worse. And I was, since I have sensitive skin, um, I was, you know, having reactions to that on top of what I was going through. So I started looking for non-toxic products and, you know, and not just skincare, but overall and sustainable products. So I, that's sort of how I started that mindset. So I've been doing, going on this journey. And then I started working for a public life science cannabis slash company. And I got back on that hamster wheel because it was something I believed in. And to, it wasn't, to be honest, very rewarding. 
at all. I, I didn't feel like I was aligned at all with their values at all. <laughs> so I always believe it. Yeah, it is. You have to walk your talk as a company. And when you don't walk your talk, it's 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 very hard to um, you know, especially if your values do not align with the companies. Yes. I mean, if you say one thing and you do another, it's it's not, you know, it's not conducive. So I just so in, in, in any case, I was becoming very burnt out again. I was really wearing like 10 hats. I wasn't being you know, rewarded or rec- like properly in terms of compensation either. So I, and during the pandemic, I was laid off. So I was like, you know what, as m- among other, other people that were laid off. So I decided, well, maybe this is a catalyst. This is like almost like a God smack. Like people talk about God winks. I felt it was like a God smack. Okay. Enough, Christina, like you need to do something that matters to you. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's how I started Blue Sky's Life, which is really about wellness. It's about optimism. It's about hope. It's about sustainability. It's about elevating women, wellness, and cannabis. Cause I just launched a new line called blue skies beauty, which is a CBD skincare line. So yeah. So it's uh, very, very exciting. That's um, it's hemp derived CBD. So it's available right now in the United States. um, But it's also going to be available here in Canada. I hope very, very soon I'm working on that component as well. But um, yeah, so that's really how I kind of got on that path. I guess you could say I was looking for wellness, um, was looking for non-toxic products. Um, and also Blue Sky's Life is also not just about non-toxic products, but it's about non-toxic thinking. Okay, so, I was going to say, please tell us about the products and services that you have. This sounds like fun. Oh, great. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, so in Blue Skies Life, blueskieslife.com, you can, you know, buy, I actually can see in the background here. I know you can't see it on audio, but I have like everything from silk sustainable kimonos, which, you know, make you feel beautiful in your own skin, like literally stepping into your skin. Um, I have natural shea products. There's no, you know, parabens, no phthalates. Um, you know, I avoid fragrances when that's possible. Uh, and also, you know, I look for other women led businesses to work with and collaborate with. Um, so, for example, these kimonos, this is a Canadian artist that she's she, she has, um, you know, some beautiful designs. And I'm looking to maybe potentially collaborate with her to create my own designs or, you know, to create my own uh, silk products because I love silk and it's durable. It's sustainable. Um, we work with an, a woman, a female led company uh, in Asia. So it's all her business and she helps uh you know, other women with employment as well. Nice. And, you know, and then I also have things like coconut bowls and bamboo cups. And so, cause they're really fun for smoothies. It's not just a summer thing. I'm a big smoothie girl. So I'm going to be sharing recipes and things like that. So it's about healthy living, healthy lifestyle, um, incorporating that into your life versus trying to force it into your life. I mean, it feels like sometimes we're always like, oh, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. But if you make it part of your routine, um, you know, whether it's a nice cup of tea when you go to bed, like I also sell uh, Blue Lotus Dream Tea, which helps support uh, restful sleep. Um, and also if people have, you know, any sort of, I don't know, you know, it helps calm you down before you go to bed mm-hmm. if you have a busy mind, right? Uh, and it supports lucid dreaming as well, which is great for people who maybe have, you know, I don't know, night terrors and so on. So a lucid dreaming is where you can actually uh, control almost you're aware of your dreams and kind of guide your dreams the way you want. So I carry that tea as well. So I carry a lot of sustainable products and then and beautiful um, handmade products as well. We have bath bombs. We have all sorts of gorgeous things to help, you know, indulge yourself into uh, a beautiful blue skies life is what I call it. So, um, you know, everything is just, um, it's there to support you on your wellness journey. And I recently opened Blue Skies Beauty, which is a U.S. um, focused company, 
But as I said, I'm hoping to bring it here. So that is skincare, clean, clean CBD skincare. It's not only CBD, like I incorporate apple stem cell technology um, into the skincare. I also infuse hyaluronic acid, um, shea butter, um, green tea. Like I'm always looking for natural ingredients to infuse into the products along with the powerful um, properties of CBD, which are, you know, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antimicrobial. Um, it has so many healing powers um, just on the skin alone, let alone in internally. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. What a fantastic combination of products and let's call them services because I mean, it's a, it's a whole wellness, improve your existence. And as you say, integrate it into your life. Now, where does the name Blue Skies come from? I mean, you also spell it with a Y. So that's got to have some interesting connotations too. Yes. Well, thank you for noticing and asking a lot of people. It's blue skies, like plural life. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you spelt it wrong, you know, because it should be I-E-S for plural, but it's with a Y. And I did that intentionally. So I say, oh, no, no, no. I, I spelt it purposely that way. <laughs> they look at me puzzled. And I said, well, it's all about your why. So it's all about your purpose. And it stands out a little bit differently. So I liked that fact. And, you know, it is really all about why you're here in this, in this world, like, you know, as a mother, as a, you know, maybe a wife or what you want to impact the world with. Do you want to, you know, maybe there's something you're passionate about. I'm passionate about elevating women in wellness and skincare and, you know, helping women step into their skin with confidence, literally and figuratively. Um, Yeah. And I also, just on the note of services, I am about to launch a new course this in 2022 Um, you know, how about how to incorporate CBD and plant powered wellness into your life. So I'm going to be looking at all sorts of ways to help educate. And uh, because I can't wait, I used to go on stages and speak about, uh, you know, CBD and cannabis, but hopefully lockdown will be um, ending, hopefully sometime soon. But in the meantime, I thought, well, why don't I bring it, um, you know, to the people instead of people having to come to this to an event or anything like that. That's fantastic. Great idea. Um, If I'm not mistaken, you actually have education in cannabis, do you not? So is this the way you're thinking that it can benefit people is if you teach people or what was the thinking there? I do have a science, uh, you know, certification within cannabis with McMaster University here in Canada. I was one of the first, I think I am, well, I am the first group of people that took that course in Canada. So it was very revolutionary. Yeah, at that time for people to be studying that scientifically um, under a university accreditation. Uh, So, I mean, I won't be teaching necessarily um, such a very, that's a very technical course. Oh, that's extensive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's a technical course. So I want to make it more plain language and for people to understand I am so surprised still to this day that the stigma that's attached to it. I mean, we've lived through prohibition with, you know, alcohol, I haven't lived through it, but alcohol, our grandparents have. My grandfather was even a rum runner at one time. But, Fantastic. You know, yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's not stigmatized to have a glass of wine with dinner, but, um, you know, people who, I, I mean, formats, there's so many different formats you can take. Um, I'm not a smoker, for example. I don't have to smoke to, you know, receive the benefits of, you know, CBD or cannabis. I mean, there's so many different ways to take it and, you know, to understand how you should be dosing it um, in how you should just really the journey along that way. Um, Also how to incorporate that into your lifestyle. Uh, And also just some technical aspects. I mean, more the understanding of what the endocannabinoid system is, which is basically 
it regulates your body. Like it's like, uh, if so, you know, it sends um, signals to this part of your body or this part of your body. If something is wrong, it helps basically one, it helps keep your body in homeostasis, which is balance. So, uh, you know, cannabis can help do that and CBD in particular. Uh, so it's really interesting to understand the different cannabinoids because there's so many people think of, you know, CBD and THC. Some people still don't know the difference that, you know, CBD is non-psychoactive or will not get you that high if it's a, you know, a, a, just a um, an isolate or if it's even like a high ratio of CBD. Um, there's such a stigma attached. Like even I'm so surprised when I'm going to a conference and you just recently, you know, have high quality luxury products and um, they didn't want to take the samples for the um, gift bag only because it has CBD and they were in, um, against that. And they didn't understand that CBD does not make you high. Very interesting. <laughs> and, so yeah, there's a big mention, education yeah. aspect. Yeah, it's there. educational. And then to understand maybe some of the other cannabinoids that are minor cannabinoids like CBG or CBN can help you sleep, for example. Um, there's so many different aspects to it. And people think it's just about, you know, getting stoned or whatever. And I, I'm always shocked because I thought this was over, but it's still there and it's still very present. I mean, it's been studied in Israel. It helps, you know, children with epilepsy. It helps with what Parkinson's disease. Um, and it's really wonderful for your skin. So I'm going to be doing skin ceuticals. I said, I've launched those, but I'm also going to be working on nutraceuticals and having my own CBD organic tincture, which is an oil that you would take in, internally. Um, just like, you know, kind of like taking a vitamin basically, yeah. um, but in a liquid format. So I really want to educate people and it's not just cannabis. It's really about plant power as a whole. Um, so there'll be an extension to that, but and living a life, a healthy lifestyle and helping women to do so with, you know, um, not only non-toxic products, but non-toxic thinking and, um, you know, stepping into your skin with confidence, literally. Yeah, absolutely. So it must be quite a contrast to the corporate lifestyle. Um, do you notice that with your clients that there is a bit of a transition as they step into the world of accepting this as maybe part of their support system? Have you yet been operating long enough to see if there's any kind of a transition in the thinking or particular groups of clients that gravitate towards you? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I'm a relatively new company. It was launched during the pandemic. I mean, it's very different than corporate life, for sure. People yeah. are curious about, you know, what I'm doing. Awesome. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, asking a lot of questions. I've had some, you know, people that, you know, have ordered, obviously, the uh, serum, like I have a, a facial serum, which is CBD, which is anti-inflammatory. So it helps fight inflammaging, which is a new hot beauty term. Um, but it's not just beauty. It's actually, you know, your whole body. As we age, a lot of it's due to inflammation. So oh. CBD can help. Yes, it's it's a rev, like it's a total like this plant has been around and, and used by the ancient Chinese and even in early American medicine. But because of the stigma that was attached to it in the 1930s, where it was, you know, obviously, um, you can probably guess a lot of it was racially, um, racial slur against, you know, Latin Americans and so on. But they had so many different properties and a lot of the pharmaceuticals didn't want to embrace it either, but because they were also, you know, not able to use it. And so there hasn't been a lot of research because pharma companies usually do a lot of the research. So now we're just starting to see a lot of that research come to play and um, coming out there. Um, it's interesting that people are often more um, interested in taking a pharmaceutical approach, like that's sometimes addictive. Like I have personally been prescribed opioids and also prescribed all sorts of other painkillers that have done 
extreme, I'm, you know, I, I damage to my, my stomach. I have acid reflux. I have, yeah. So all of these things, which can be prevented if you just, you know, uh, and I'm not saying there's no room for pharma. Of course there is, Mm -hmm. but if you can, you know, also combine and, um, what's the word I'm looking for, not just integrate, but uh, supplement your health routine with other plant powered products, which CBD is one of them. CBD is a, or cannabis is really a botanical and it can be harnessed like anything else to heal. Um, and, you know, I use it to beautify skin because it has such unique properties, um, you know, that are absolutely beautiful and you cannot get high by, you know, licking a skin cream. My God, I find that so funny. I also have bath bombs as well, CBD bath bombs. So I always find it funny. Well, I get high in the bathtub. No. So really it's about education. So I'm finding more and more people are being more receptive to it, um, especially women, especially women. I find it's actually funny. Um, a lot of men go, oh, women do cannabis. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not all smoking up and, you know, you know, and, in, in, you know, the bathroom somewhere, um, but all the power to people who are. But I mean, it's just it's like it can be used for so many different things. And, um, and you know, people ask me questions about the, you know, well, you know, they, they're totally against it. And I'm like, well, why are you against it? They either can't give me a good answer or they'll say, well, it's just for losers or it's just for stoners or it's, you know, it, it, you know, blah, blah, blah. They still have this huge stigma. And I, I'm like, well, first of all, it's a skin cream. <laughs> Number two, um, you don't understand what it is because if, you would, if you're educated on that, you would know that the majority of people who use it um, in general are for wellness, like for sleep or PTSD or for their skin or for their wellness routine. So I find it really interesting. There's so much work still to be done on that, but it's also not just, as I said, cannabis, but it is also about plant power as a whole, because I really believe that there's so many things we have not even tapped into, um, but all these countries that have unique uh, plants that they have used medicinally and therapeutically, even look at our own indigenous in here in Canada and all the natural plants. And so I want my kind of my next phase, you know, in the next few years is to really kind of almost be an ingredient hunter. And I want to infuse these into my products as well. It doesn't have to be exclusively with CBD. It's just, that's just one of the many that I think that we need to really um, rediscover. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, some of the, the longer established um, countries or, or communities have used the plants in their healthcare and and food for many many years and they did they seem to disappear and as you say i mean some of these things do we really know what all is in the lotions and things that we put on our skin we probably don't so if there was cbd oil in some of those i bet you people would be surprised at the moment it's just yes. that it's high profile so we have to tell people if there's something like that that yes. in it but a lot of what's in our lotions is pretty petrifying quite honestly when you do discover what's in there yeah you have to um be educated i mean there's lots of sites like ewg that you know you can learn about clean beauty i mean there has to be some preservatives and things in your skincare people think that well, i mean if you make your own at home you're going to use it in a few days but it can go moldy and you know have bacteria grow so you do have to use some, you know, clean uh, substitutes for um, basically, or clean solutions for preserving the products as well. So they are safe. But, you know, if you go to my um, website or my link tree, and even on my Instagram, 
don't know the link off the hand, but my www.blueskieslife.com. Or if you actually even go to my Instagram, there is at Blue Skies Life, there is a downloadable uh, kind of like a cheat sheet that you can look for these particular or to be aware of, be wary of. And it's not saying you not to use them at all, but to be wary of these certain ingredients, obviously parabens and phthalates. I mean, a lot of those, um, you know, interrupt and disrupt our endocrine system uh, as women, which is a hormonal, um, really can, you know, really mess things up for you uh, health-wise, especially over the long term, because just because you put a cream on once, okay, maybe won't really do much damage. But if you're using it every day and a, and a, a little fact that people don't know, I mean, first of all, our skin is the largest organ on our body and we don't think of it like that, but um, women, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember the exact number, but it is, I think it's over like a couple hundred, um, maybe even closer to 500, but I would say I used to know the stat right off my head, but anyway, it, it is over a couple hundred uh, for sure. Um, synthetic chemical ingredients that a woman puts on her skin each and every day. Wow. And I think it's closer to four, but I'm not sure, but anyway, it's mm-hmm. definitely over two. So that is a lot, um, you know, to be put on your skin every day and it being absorbed. So some of your products will have a multitude of um, ingredients. Some are okay and some are harmful, right? Um, and it's cheaper for a large company to, you know, bring in a huge, I don't know, barrels of petroleum oil or chemicals because they're synthetically produced and using more natural sub, like more natural ingredients. Um, and natural and clean, I mean, there's all these different terms for it nowadays. So you have to do your homework too and understand what the company is using and understand your ingredients. Um, at the end of the day, but I think it's really important for people to be aware or like PFAs, for example, I mean, they're in our water system now, but they're also in all our like things like stay on lipstick and stuff like that, mm. which are very bad for you. They actually become embedded into your, your, um, I don't know about your DNA, but it comes embedded into your actual kind of uh, cell tissue in your body. Like, so I know it's very, very frightening when you start to learn all this and, you know, from the food we eat, but we also, what we put on our bodies is so important. And what we put on our bodies is absorbed up to, up to arguably up to 60% is then uh, absorbed into our bloodstream. So yeah. So when you're putting all those lotions or foundation or whatever you're doing, it's going into your bloodstream too. It has to, it has nowhere else. It's going to, you want it to penetrate, right? But it is penetrating. It is going into your bloodstream at some level. It's going further than you dream. It's going a lot of the time. So, yes, yes. And some of those long term um, effects, I mean, you know, they've been linked not only to cancer, but they've been linked to, you know, even their dementia and things like these things that, you know, that we've been putting on our bodies for or skin or face um, for a long time. So it's not just what we eat, but it's what we put on our bodies as well. Yeah, Time to change it up and educate ourselves so that we at least know what we're using and and avoid some of the consequences that accumulate and multiply over our lifetimes and impact us in in ways that we then regret later once once we do do our research and and learn about these things now changing tack a little bit you're also launching a content platform which i believe you're calling making her story can you tell us about that as well is that more education yes yes it's um i'm going well right now i have it um on clubhouse which is more of a room but i'm building the audience there but um i'm really excited about that because it's about elevating women so i'm going to be creating a basically an online platform within blue skies life where women can, um, you know, share their stories um, of their journeys, um, whether it's wellness or, you know, career, or I was really sharing inspirational stories is what I want to do. 
uh, with women and, you know, maybe even stories about their own beauty journey, for example, what, what is beautiful, right? And what is success? Like those kind of questions I like to bring up because, you know, we have still, we, we mean, I know we are becoming more receptive to other um, types of beauty, for example, like, you know, all sizes, ages, I think ageism is actually one of the biggest things that we have to fight with women these days. Um, not so much race or ethnicity. I don't mean to offend, but I mean, I think, you know, it is still a big thing, but I think ageism for women is one of the biggest things that we have to fight against and not a final fight, but yeah, I think definitely put it out there. If you're, I'm 49, I am, I don't, I'm not afraid to say that. And I, you know, I should be an grateful for that. I'm 49. When people say, oh, you're getting old. I'm like, well, you're going to get old one day or else you're not going to have a good ending. So it's one or the other. So yes. <laughs> yeah, so true. You can't like, avoid it. We're aging. Yeah, you can't avoid like it. it you can't avoid either. So it's one or the other or both. Um, so you know, embrace your age, embrace who you are, embrace your size, embrace your color. So that's part of my uh, the ethos too with Blue Sky's life and Blue Sky's beauty is like to elevate women of all backgrounds, shapes, sizes, whatever you're doing with your life, your passions. So I want women to share their stories. And, um, you know, share them online. So it's kind of be like, um, you know, just basically a platform where we can highlight other women and what they're doing. And so, yeah, I'll keep out for that for 2022. So I've been working with my developer to kind of create that as well. So I'm looking for women to contribute to it. So if you're interested, that is that would be wonderful, too. Oh, I'm sure there must be many, many stories that could be accumulated and produced through that that whole platform and and just add that people can hear just how different our stories are and yet in many respects probably quite similar in some areas where people think there's something particularly bad unique whatever about themselves you could hear a story from someone else and think well maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was or maybe I have this benefit in this area or even could help people out by yes like inspirational um sometimes tactical advice as well um you know or maybe even you know say it's I'm just going to give an example maybe a divorce lawyer who tells her story but maybe some woman reads that and she needs a divorce lawyer or someone who feels that you know she understands her situation um there's so many different things that can be really garnered if women work together and collaborate versus compete that's something I strongly believe in. And also, you know, from victim to victor, I mean, I have a story as there's a lot more than my personal story too, but um, we all have stories. And I think if we sometimes we used to keep them all so, I don't know, locked up in a vault in our heart and, uh, you know, it's okay to share uh, and, you know, tell your story because your story might impact someone else and think, oh, well, if she did it, I can do it too. Or just, you know, as a mentor from afar. So I think there's so many. Uh, and also as a person telling the story, it also will lighten your heart. So, so true. And in fact, that links into some of the other work that you do in helping women break down barriers, um, working against discrimination in the LGBTQ community, those aspects actually link into your work so significantly. What do you do in that area? Well, that's a great question. Well, um, I have a brother who is, um, just to give you a little background, a brother who's gay, and I have a transgender brother as well, awesome. um, I guess, women now. So I come from a family of five. I'm the oldest. I'm the only girl, <laughs> um, biologically anyway. So, yeah. I, yeah, so I sort of stemmed from really watching um, – 
I don't know, a lot of the judgment and discrimination and they came up much later in life. My father was very much against all of that, really. I mean, I mean, it's just how he was brought up, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't really fault him, I say. But, you know, it's, it's, um, I really feel there's so much to be done. So, you know, I usually go to and, and I speak on these things. Um, I do them, whether it's just even an online event, you know, through um, someone is doing a live on, you know, social media, or I work with, and and preferably, I like to work with, um, you know, all ethnicities, but I also like to work with other women or self-identifying women who, uh, you know, are in that area, because I want to really end and crush the stigma, not only of cannabis, but I want to crush the stigma of, you know, people embracing whatever makes them feel happy with it, that makes them feel happy to be identified as a woman, then so be it. Um, I, I think that's really important is just to tell those stories. And that's part of making her story. I want to have stories from the LGBTQ community, because I think that's part of really is making it more mainstream and uh, normal, so to speak. So, you know, it's normal to see a couple, uh, you know, a heterosexual couple. It'd be nice to say that's normal and people aren't pointing and staring, um, you know, and if they kiss each other in public, why is that so horrible? when, you know, a heterosexual couple can kiss in public. I mean, obviously with, you know, <laughs> with taste, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's, it, that's all. So, I mean, I think really that's what it is, is me telling the stories, having a voice and, you know, um, because my, my one brother in particular, I won't, you know, I don't want to name names, but he struggled mentally and he still oh, has sure. problems today with, um, you know, and a lot of LGBT community, you know, have, you know, contemplated suicide and all of these things. And, you know, go through mental anguish and depression because they are isolated and, um, you know, uh, basically bullied, whether it's at the workplace or whether it's, you know, in mainstream general public. So and I think if we tell more stories and have more people that are in the spotlight and they don't have to be you don't, like just like um, I think sometimes people think that LGBTQ, you know, they have to fit in a certain look or a certain box. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a drag queen. You don't have to be. Um, some extroverted, you know, very loud, flamboyant person. They're they're just like us. Like we have different personalities, and that's sometimes a lot of the the stig- Like when you get past that, there's just the stigma of oh my gosh, that person's a lesbian or gay or a transgender. Um, they often think oh well, they don't seem very gay. <laughs> Isn't like, that well, interesting? You hear you don't that. seem very yeah. heterosexual. Uh, <laughs> I just find that really amusing. Um, so- <laughs> But it keeps our society so interesting, you know, that we are becoming more accepting of people's differences and people's natural preferences in be it in in this this uh, area or anything else. I may um, want to use CBD oil. You may not want to use CBD oil. It doesn't make us any different. It makes it interesting that we can yes. try and explore these things from each other's perspective and perhaps learn something new along the ways. Exactly. I believe in living life in full spectrum, which um, my a lot of my CBD products are in full spectrum, but Blue Sky's life is also about enjoying all the colors of the rainbow, right? The full spectrum of the rainbow, the full spectrum of that you can enjoy with like a full spectrum product of mine, whether it's skincare or nutraceuticals. So, and, and you think about the LGBTQ community, they're all different colors. We're all different colors of the rainbow, not just yes, LGBTQ. So, um, you know, it's just about embracing people for who they are. If you're not causing harm and you're, you're being a good person and you're bringing uh, impact and positivity to the world, 
it doesn't matter. Just celebrate each other for the goodness and the good parts that are we put out there, right? Um, you know, there's so many fabulous people in our community. And, you know, whether you're, um, you know, heterosexual or, you know, from another community, it doesn't matter at all. As long as we're being good, kind, and we're leading with love and empathy, I think the world will be a much better place. And uh, yeah, live your life in full spectrum. Um, from whether it's, you know, plant powered products or CBD and focused, or, you know, you're from a different um, orientation or community, or you're just a, you know, a woman that is now entering her fifties or sixties, or, you know, you're 300 pounds or you're a hundred pounds. Like I, I think it doesn't really matter. Why do we put so much value on what and judge people on outward appearance, as long as you're healthy and happy and you glow. I talk a lot about glowing and glow up and, uh, finding your confidence and literally stepping into your skin. So that's really what blue skies beauty is about, but also it's an underlying message in blue skies life as well. Oh, fantastic. Now through, I mean, through your entire career, you've had tremendous challenges of many types along the way. If you look at it, do you have any particular techniques or secrets that you've used to overcome the hurdles along the way? So excellent question as well. Yes, I definitely have, I guess, you know, everything from, you know, the tragedies that happened in my life, being a single mom. And, um, you know, there's been things obviously like, you know, even, I don't know, recently I had a partner, which I had to extract myself from in the last couple of years. That's a um, challenge. I, yeah, it, it, it is. And luckily, you know, I think I could give so much advice on when you're looking for a partner, but that goes for life, you know, marriage and, um, and business, unfortunately. But, you know, the thing is, um, I think it's really like taking a step back and it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And I won't say that I've never felt overwhelmed, mm -hmm. but you feel overwhelmed. So I think it's to take that step back. And um, I do a lot. I know this sounds maybe woo woo, but I breathe. I do breathing exercises. <laughs> Because I have, you have to be in a calm state of mind when you're making a decision. And if you let everything just get to you and, and I will say my CBD oil has helped me sometimes remain calm. I will say that, um, you know, it's just like taking a nice warm cup of tea. It might be a cup of tea for you. Um, but taking that time to breathe and just not react. So I think a lot of the times, and I know I was guilty of this before, you know, um, kind of like how our mind works, we have a situation, and we take it into our brains, and then we just react, right? right. Um, mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, try to try to, you know, control the narrative and just, you know, you can have that outside awareness, even though your brain wants to react, you have to sort of step outside of that and respond versus react. Mm -hmm. So taking that time, you your brain takes it in, you're like, Oh, I'm going to react. Okay, no, 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 just calm down, Christina, you need to take this in. So you basically have to then respond. So I might be quiet for a while. I might need time to think about it. And, you know, I'm, they're making a big decision. I might do the pros and cons or mentally in my head. If I have to react somewhat quickly, I'm going to put those in my head and, and try to weigh the balance of if I respond with an angry tone voice, that's not going to necessarily get my results that I want. Or if I'm going to make a rash decision, which might really impact me in a negative way, like losing my house or something like that, just because I made a bad decision investing or something like that. But it can also come to, you know, being very spontaneous when choosing a business partner, which is like what I did. So uh -huh. yeah, so those kind of decisions and then, okay, well, you got yourself into it. So now you're going to have to figure out how to get out of it. Um, so I think really for me, it's about finding that space to think, um, using my breathing techniques, 
Um, I'm not going to say sometimes I still don't react. We're all human, human. but, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I think, yeah, having that calm space to really evaluate your decision process, your decision-making process. Um, if you have something that's a big weighty decision, uh, and also just, you know, at the end of the day, if it all goes south, no matter what, maybe you did react and maybe you did make a bad decision and, but now you've got to work on the solutions, but basically just get yourself back up. Um, it's really easy to fall into a depressed state or a mental, you know, like that victim kind of mentality. Um, you can be there for a little bit and wallow in it. Go ahead, but get yourself back up because being there, it won't get you anywhere. So get back up. You might be bruised. You might be dusty. It might be like, you know, got egg on your face, whatever it is you get up. I've always taught my daughter that it doesn't matter how many times you succeed at something. That's great. But it's really, it's about getting back up and, um, you know, it's okay that you, you know, feel sad or you feel angry, identify with those emotions, but don't let them control you. My biggest, my biggest tip. Yeah, absolutely. Get the control back for yourself. Do you think, I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that succeed and then they're, they're probably an even larger number that fail. Have you noticed any particular characteristics among the ones that that either are in either group that seem to encourage the success or the failure? Do you think it's that wallowing that sometimes does it for those who just can't pick themselves up again? Well, I mean, I don't want to, you know, put blame on anybody who has failed either because it doesn't mean you failed permanently. Number one, number one, success is not permanent and neither is failure. Oh, so true. Yeah. So I won't look at it quite that way, but I do, if you look at really successful, actually, this is something I'm really interested in talking about, but a successful woman, for example, or men, but resilience muscle is a big one. Um, Mindset is a big one. They are relentless. They don't give up. And most of them do fail. Do you know how many billionaires and millionaires they've failed multiple, multiple times and they just get back up and they keep at it. And it is, it's a relentless pursuit um, it could still end badly. I mean, you know, but that's all d- d- depends on how you define success as well. Yes. Um, we've had a pandemic, which is unfair. It is brutal mm-hmm. on entrepreneurs, especially those with a brick and mortar or supply issues, et cetera. Like there is so many people, like it's really somewhat outside of their control. Although yeah. you can look for other solutions to pivot, um, you know, I don't know, maybe a restaurant. Like I know I was talking, we were talking before about restaurants, but maybe, Okay, you have takeaway and takeout, um, but maybe you can do Zoom cooking classes or you can do some sort of other things that can complement and supplement your income, or maybe they even become a primary driver. There are so many things that you can do. Um, So kind of thinking outside of the box, I think, and not being afraid to reinvent yourself is another. Uh, And instead of looking and focusing only on the negative, trying to find the opportunity in the crisis, whatever it might not be a pandemic, it could be just... I don't know. It could be anything. Anything. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that those, I think resilience, um, relentlessness, um, a total hunger to succeed. You see a lot of millionaires, um, you know, they're, they were down and out and they had nothing really maybe to lose at the time, but a lot of people have lost and, and still, you know, had a comeback. Their setback yeah. could be a comeback. Actually, that's a good, a setback can be a comeback. So, you know, even if you are down and out and you've lost your business and it's life sucks and you know what, it seems like it, but you know what, use your setback, maybe your story, um, which I'm learning more and more about telling my story, which I haven't told the, you know, the nitty gritties, but 
telling your story might, or, you know, finding a purpose through your pain, whatever that is, can actually maybe propel you to succeed, whether it's to, you know, whether it's going to be about your story as the actual, you know, income, you know, revenue driver, maybe it's like helping people. Like for me, I could help people get through grief, for example, especially as a single mom, but, you know, there's different angles to take on everything. And I think really resilience, um, being relentless, passionate about what you do um, and a total hunger um, to be, and they don't really, it's like a square peg, or yeah, what, is it, what does it go like a square yeah, peg, kind square of peg in a round hole? Yeah, yeah. And most <laughs> entrepreneurs are they extremely talented and creative, and often they don't find fulfillment in you know the regular status quo job. Um, but it's nice to have a blend too. Like I think uh, you know to have that outside experience as an entrepreneur. If you had outside experience in um, you know different sectors, or whether it's corporate or maybe just you know maybe you did wait in tables and then you found a, an interesting opportunity or a gap or a solution that needs to be, I think they're, they're solution um, driven as well. Yes. Yeah. And the diversity of your experience, just it builds on. And, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know, they just, they continue to have fun no matter how hard it gets and what they're doing, you can see there's always this, let's bounce right back. Let's do something else. It's, it's pretty fun. So do you expect any particular trends to be coming your direction over the next, let's say three to five years, if you're looking out? Um, and the wellness space, it's a really interesting space because I think uh, people are more attuned to it now, especially after or during, we're still in it, I guess. The pandemic. So I do think people want to travel. So I can see global um, wellness destinations being a big thing. Clean beauty is, I wouldn't say it's a trend now. It's almost like, um, I wouldn't say it's necessary, um, you know, but I think um, mindful, sustainable companies as a whole, and I'm going to focus a little bit more on the wellness and beauty industry, Absolutely. but I think yeah. that those are definitely going to be musts. Um, people are returning back to kind of, you know, ancient medicines and plant power, um, I think you'll see a lot of that. I also think that there'll be a lot of um, the creator economy, which can yes. transcend uh, among really all sectors. Um, but, you know, really taking virtual medicine, telemedicine as well. But the digital creator economy, I think, is going to be huge. Uh, you know, it's going to it probably will get oversaturated at some point. You have to figure out to tune out the noise. There's already mm -hmm. a lot going on in it. And I think that will be interesting. I also think um, payment solutions, I don't be interested to see how all this yeah. works out with crypto. I mean, I'm thinking about doing that even in my own business. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, because people are looking for other non-institutional uh, ways to keep their money growing, but also safe in some contexts of blockchain. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Gosh. Um, I think you'll see a techno, yeah, stem cell and technology being more and more, you know, engaged with not only anti-aging skincare, but also longevity um, programs. So yeah, there's so much exciting things to, to know and learn about. Like I do love this industry, the wellness industry as a whole and the beauty skincare, because I, you know, I believe that, you know, we have to invest in ourselves and invest in our skin. And then, in, and when you feel good, you look good. So I think there's going to be also a lot of about, um, I would say, uh, mindset has always been something that's, um, you know, been talked about a lot, but also people really diving into learning about their mental health and how to improve 
their uh, state of being or their state of thinking, because we have been trained by society in so many different ways to react negatively or, you know, the, the noise that we hear from what, you know, maybe a woman is supposed to look like to be beautiful or what success is supposed to look like. I think there's going to be a whole revolution of how people are really defining success, beauty, um, how they want to even live their life. You see the great resignation right now and people, I mean, that might, it's a reaction maybe, but hopefully people have thought it through, but you know, at the same time, if you are being burnt out and people are, that's the other thing I think, um, you know, in individuals that are um, burnt out, but employers they're, they're leaving, like employees are leaving the, uh, their jobs left, right and center right now. And employers are finding it hard to keep them, but they're going to have to reinvent basically the workspace and in the work environment and how that can be flexible. Maybe it's so you, it used to be a big thing if you got flex time, right? Now people are demanding that they will have flex time, whether they can work at home and be in the office. I think a combination is both is better, but um, you know, it's up to really, we'll see how it all rolls out. Right. Um, so I think the wellness industry as a whole, from everything from, you know, clean skincare, um, we're emerging technology, you know, digital co- creator economy, um, you know, crypto uh, in terms of payment. I mean, I think the list goes on and on in global wellness destinations. People are itching to travel, but I think they also want to have, um, I don't know, wellness as a lifestyle and, and not just a woo-woo thing. And sustainability is still on the table. I think more and more companies are starting to get that it's important to actually use sustainable ingredients, work with sustainable companies. I mean, even my stickers are sustainable. Um, So yeah, it's important. I mean, we have to do our best and we all have to make that shift and change to try to, you know, reduce the impact of what we're doing to our planet globally. Uh, and so as business owners, I would like to see the big businesses do more. It seems like to me, often the small businesses are the ones who are making those changes, but yeah. So I think those, I don't know if that toss it, but I think that we live in fascinating times. I must admit, you know, there is so much happening and, and changing if, if we look at this and if we look at it from an optimistic growing learning perspective there really is a lot that you almost could could take your attention you 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 almost need to focus and choose the areas that you want to learn on and the prioritization thereof because there really is a lot so there is it's going to be fun to 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 see how things change as we move forward it's really going to be interesting so in closing do you have any thoughts anything we perhaps haven't discussed or anything that you you think we should mention for the listeners um, I can't think of anything off the top of my, my head, but talking about learning, um, I don't know, earn before, like learn before you earn, I think, is a, is a thing I always say, um, and your network is your net worth, obviously. So um, I, because we've been all, I, mean, I say those things because you have the opportunity to learn at home right now, whether it's, you know, courses about, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing some courses about wellness and CBD, but it could be, you know, maybe how to, I don't know run a marathon I don't know but it could be anything or it could be just about how to build a business um you know from like start a business as a female entrepreneur like there's so many different things or you can learn about NLP like there's so much to learn about so I always say earn like learn before you earn because try to to you won't be able to really step forward into whatever you want to do if you're not learning how to to implement it and I think the other thing that like your network is your net worth 
And when I say that, I don't mean to be like, oh, you need to only hang around billionaires or something. Um, you know, your people, your circle, keep them tight and don't let uh, other people poison your thinking. Like I talk about non-toxic thinking and sometimes it's unfortunately family members, but sometimes yeah. it's just your friend circle. Mm-hmm. So putting up boundaries and, um, you know, and, and, and hang around people, whether it's online on zoom or clubhouse or um, in real life, hopefully more than sooner than later with people that you aspire to be like, you much rather have a small tight circle of, you know, good people, positive people. And then your, you know, your outer influence are those people who do inspire you and maybe you will get to have them in your inner circle. So I think that is one thing it's building relationships and um, protecting your boundaries in terms of your uh, what you will accept in your life emotionally and spiritually, but also career wise too. Right. So circle, your circle is definitely your net worth. So if you have some bad apples or bad eggs, you might want to put them in the compost. (laughs) 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 Admit that they are the problem problem and yeah, see what and you can and do and about you moving them ownership. out yeah so i didn't mean to cut you off but your owner you have responsibility to to the you know families can be hard but it is your responsibility too to edit your circle so it might be part of the problem is that they're creating that issue with you but you're the one who's accepting it right so you have to t- you are the ownership and the steward of your own path so you have to create that ecosystem of what you want in your life Oh, so true. Yeah. It, it, they're two people in any relationship. So you can't just blame others. You've actually got to accept some of the responsibility yourself and do something about it. So thank you very much for joining us. If people want to contact you, learn more about the products and the whole ecosystem that you're building, how do they do that? Oh, well, thank you for asking, Nola. Um so they can reach me on online, obviously. Um, go to www.blueskieslife. And remember, skies is spelled with a Y. So it's blueskyslife.com. Um, you can always reach out on email. I do answer them. Um, also, you can reach out on Instagram and Facebook at Blue Skies Life. Again, Blue Skies is spelled with a Y. So Blue Skies, plural, life. I'm also on Clubhouse. You can actually even talk to me <laughs> um, on audio app. When I'm on there, you can follow me there too. And you can back channel me as well at uh, Blue Skies Life or Christina with a K, Shea, S-H-E-A. Um, and Blue Skies Beauty is again, Blue Skies with a Y, beauty.com. And uh, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone who wants to collaborate and not compete, whether even if you are in the wellness industry and you want to do an Instagram live with me, or you want to reach out and collaborate on a project. I really always welcome, um, especially women entrepreneurs, but really anyone for that matter. So definitely do reach out and um, live your blue skies life. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And I will put all the links on the show notes page for anyone that can't get them down at the moment or is doing something healthy and listening to us chat today. So thanks very much for joining us. It really was an awesome opportunity to learn so much more and good luck with the business as we move forward. Have a fantastic afternoon. Thank you so much, Noah. Thank you for having me. The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, 
Google Play and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing and download the Financial Growth Scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.